Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm answering a listener question. So every so often here on the podcast, I take a listener question that I get from you submitted to my email, support at nutritionforlittles.com, or in my DMs over on Instagram at nutritionforlittles, or even someone who submitted it in a question box on my stories. And I break it down in further detail because let's face it, Instagram is 15 seconds, maybe even maybe a minute, you know, or whatever. And I just can't get into some of the nitty gritty that I want to. And that's actually the entire reason why I started this podcast in the first place, because nutrition is nuanced, feeding kids is nuanced, picky eating is nuanced, and there's more to it than I can generally share on Instagram, where people are um, flipping through stories and only maybe listening or reading, you know, one tenth of what I'm actually writing or saying, which is me too, by the way, (laughs) very easy to be distracted on Instagram. And so I want to bring some listener questions here. So if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, you can simply email me support at nutritionforlittles.com. Put in your subject line, like question for the podcast or um, listener question, and I'll make sure to add it to the list. But today we are breaking down a question about protein powder. But before we jump into that, I want to uh, say thank you to those of you who are listening, to subscribing, downloading, sharing uh, this podcast with a friend. It means so much to me that you're here. I'm so grateful, not only that you're here and part of my community, but also that you are taking the next step to really learning how to feed your kid in a healthful way. It means so much to them, to you and your family, to the legacy that you're leading, and to me as part of being in the same community together. Uh, This is a value of mine, obviously, why I'm so passionate about it. And I know that it can help so many families um, just become stronger and better and healthier. And that's important to me. So thank you so much for the work you're doing. And sometimes uh, we don't get thanked often enough as parents uh, for the work that we're doing, the kind of unseen work, like listening to a podcast on our way to work instead of listening to music or instead of listening to a book on tape or whatever that might be. Books on tape. Is that still a thing? Audible? (laughs) Call them books on tape. The kids are going to look at me and be like, what's a tape? (laughs) Anyways, I just know that unseen work is so valuable, but oftentimes goes unrecognized. So thank you for doing that. If this podcast has helped you at all, I would love it if you left it a written review or even better yet, screenshot it, copy the link and send it to a friend. Say, hey, this podcast has really been helping me. I wanted to share it with you. That is probably how you're listening to this podcast now. Someone recommended it to you. You saw it somewhere. You saw it online. Post it to your stories, whatever it might be. Um, Share it. Share it with the world. And I encourage you to do that with all the podcasts you listen to. I love a good podcast recommendation. I think probably nearly 100% of the podcasts I listen to regularly came as a recommendation from someone else who I trusted. So um, if that's you and you're listening and this podcast has helped you, I would love it if you shared it with friends or family. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. 
Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk, and at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over 100. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over 100 foods? Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. All right, now let's hop into today's listener question. All right. Today's listener question comes from Denise and she says, I'm overwhelmed with all the protein things. Does my kid need a protein powder or is it unsafe? Should I be using protein powder in everything or just some things? When and how much? Okay. 100% Denise, you are not alone and overwhelmed by this. I shared, I can't remember what it was that I shared about protein powder wise. I think maybe it was a smoothie I was making for myself or something on Instagram. And I got a ton of DMs about protein powder asking me, is it safe for my kid? Should I be giving it to my kid? Should I make it not for my kid? Should I make a protein smoothie for myself and then a separate one for my kid? Like where are we at with protein powder? So of course at the top, I'm going to real quick put a disclaimer on here to talk to your pediatrician, talk to your dietitian who knows you, your kid, all the things. However, Generally speaking, protein powder is safe. However, that being said, when you have a supplement like protein powder that obviously comes in a powder form, you can eat too much protein powder, right? Like we could mix 12 scoops to four ounces of milk, drink it down, and all of a sudden we have like way too much protein powder, okay? Do not recommend doing that. But when we think of it that way versus eating like a chicken breast, it's really hard to get too much protein from chicken breast. Not impossible, but really hard because it also fills us up. Any sort of supplement, the pro and con of that is it's easy to get, and the con is it's too easy to get, right? And so we can do too much. Now, 
protein in high amounts in some research has shown to affect our kidneys essentially. And so we don't want to give our kids too much protein. And the reality of it is that likely your child is getting enough protein. Now hear me out, maybe not day to day, but overall, big picture wise, they're probably getting enough protein. I broke down kind of more protein needs and where to get it, how to get it, how much they need, all that sort of stuff in in a different episode. So I'm going to link that episode in the show notes. Definitely go check out that episode when you're done listening here, um, just for a little bit more in depth. But likely your child is getting enough protein through the foods that they're eating. If you're really concerned about it, um, a protein powder can be a really helpful tool. But that being said, a reminder that it's also really easy to do too much. A lot of protein powders on the market, in my opinion, have way too much protein in them per scoop or per double scoop. And so what we want to do is find a protein powder that doesn't have too many additives in it, that has a reasonable amount of protein coming from a great source that can help bolster and boost up our kids' nutrition, not take away from it, if you will. So I will list, I will list some protein powders that I love. Um, I know that there are some on my Amazon store, so I'll link that in the show notes below as well. And I'll make sure to talk about protein powders on my stories as well, like some of my favorite ones that you can um, pick up locally as well. But protein powder, when you're looking for it, you wanna look for no added sugar, no um, artificial food dyes or coloring, no uh, sugar alcohols is a big one. A lot of like companies will just substitute the sugar for sugar alcohols or um, artificial sweeteners, if you will, uh, which I don't recommend as well. So we just want to be mindful of the type of protein powder that we're picking up and also the source. So we want it to come from whey protein, um, from meat. And if you have to, if you don't like the meat, if you don't like the animal source, you could do pea protein is a great option. However, it has been shown to cause some GI disturbances. So too much of that can cause some issues. Or if you notice that in your kid, uh, you might want to back off the protein powder. Okay, I want to take a quick second and say thank you to the sponsor of today's podcast, Paleo Valley. I love Paleo Valley. They make such incredible products. When I tell you that they care truly about the consumer and their health and what they're putting into their products and all of the things, I mean it. I absolutely love not only the mission behind Paleo Valley, but their products are incredible as well. Specifically, I want to talk to you about their beef sticks. And if you've been following along on Instagram, you probably already know this, but this is hands down one of my top favorite mom snacks. They're super fast, easy to peel, one-handed. It like knocks off all the categories and even my kids are eating them too. And I have to tell you, I'm not a jerky person, but I freaking love their beef sticks and my husband does too. I literally have to like cordon off part of the beef sticks that we get shipped to us and be like, these are mine. Do not touch them. (laughs) It helps that he likes the jalapeno flavor and I am not a spicy girl. So I like the original, the summer sausage, the garlic summer sausage. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on. I love the beef sticks. Seriously, moms, we need to be eating high protein snacks throughout the day to keep up with our kids. And this is a great one to have in your back pocket. Did I mention that they're 100% grass fed beef as well? incredible. Like I told you, they truly care about the quality of their products. They taste great. They're naturally fermented, which means they're actually good for your health as well. I love to pair it with a cheese stick or sometimes I just grab two and it's nice to eat healthy on the go and not even have to think about it. So Paleo Valley, not only do they make incredible products, but they're giving you a discount when you use my link, paleovalley.com backslash littles. You can go there and get 15% off your entire order. 
And trust me, this will not disappoint. I also believe that there's free shipping on orders like 75 and above. So you can kind of partner that together and stock up. There's plenty of stuff on their website for you to shop through, but do not leave without grabbing some of those beef sticks. All right. Thanks so much again to Paleo Valley and let me know which flavor you like best. All right. Now back to the show. So let's talk a little bit about how much protein powder we want to do. So it's really not a perfect science, but again, like I said, because you can go over how much protein they need really easily because it's in a powder form, like you could add three scoops to your kid's oatmeal, um, it's really easy to overdo it. So start very small, like half of whatever the recommended amount is mixed into a whole batch is usually where I start. Um, and then I want to make sure that they tolerate it okay, all the things I don't like when it changes the flavor too much. So I get a lot of unflavored protein powder, some of my favorites to mix it into something. So like I said, they're likely already getting protein from their food. If you're concerned about it, I think the best place to start is protein from whole foods because that's going to be the best absorbed, the best utilized protein is like bioavailable is the word that we use, um, protein. And so they're actually going to get the most out of that versus a powder. Powder isn't food. Powder is a great supplement, but it's not food. And so we want to make sure that we maybe just start kind of prioritizing some protein foods in their diet, especially at breakfast earlier in the day when they're more likely to eat. Um, But then if you do want to put some protein powder in a protein shake for yourself or something like that, as long as you're not ridiculously dosing the amount of protein powder, it's probably perfectly fine to share with your kid here and there. Is this a daily thing? Probably not. Is this, uh, you know, you're bulking up with like 128 grams of protein in your protein shake and you give them half? No, let's not do that. Okay. That's way, way too much. So a little bit in their protein pancakes mixed in a little bit in their oatmeal, a little bit in in a um, milkshake or protein shake or a smoothie. That's the word I'm looking for uh, is great, but not needed. So you don't have to put protein powder in there. As long as you have some sort of protein source mixed in, uh, you don't need to be adding protein powder. And they're likely, like I said, getting enough from food already. So you can kind of be mindful around that. I do, like whenever I make a smoothie, I will put a little bit of protein powder in it, split it for my kids, and then I'll put a little more in mine after it's put in the cup. Again, I love to use, it's like a collagen unflavored protein powder. It's Paleo Valley um, bone broth protein. I really, really like that one. So that's a great option as well. And it just melts right in. Like you don't even know it's there. It mixes in perfectly. So that could be a great option as well. However, we don't want to be overdoing it with the protein powder. So hopefully that makes sense. This does change based on your kid's age, their digestion, their activities, what activity level they're at. Are they you know, my son has recently really gotten into like lifting weights and working out. So his protein needs are going to be up a little bit. Uh, If your kid is about to hit puberty or in puberty, or if they're uh, moving around a ton versus like a baby still sleeping, right? Like we know they're growing and in order to grow, they do need protein. However, their protein needs vary depending on their age. So again, I recommend you go back and listen to my other episode about protein powder or rather about protein in general to get a more kind of comprehensive view of their protein needs and sources. However, that being said, generally speaking in small amounts, protein powder is safe, not needed. So hopefully that gives you a good look into this answer. And if you have any other questions, please feel free to DM me them. I'd love to chat more about this and I will see you next week. Take care.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.